everyone. Welcome to There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Each week, I talk about the difficult situations we face by peeling back the layers of politics, education, and culture. First, I need to apologize to those individuals that are following my page on Facebook. If you notice that I was absent for just a moment because they had me placed in Facebook jail over some, I don't know. Yeah, the the ironic thing about it, the idea of what I posted was on Facebook. It was it was a meme that I pretty much really didn't change. I just trimmed off certain edges off of it, but it came from Facebook. And pretty much what it said was it had a picture of Hitler. And what it was saying was how nowhere in Germany is there any type of recognition of Hitler in the form of a statue or a building being named after him, so forth. And it was saying that although you know Hitler existed, you are not going to find any accolades on what Hitler did. Basically trying to say, why is it that in this country the actions of the Confederacy, because we could call them traitors, we can call them seditious and all these other words that basically saying that they was trying to overthrow the government, but yet we got all these fucking statues and monuments and buildings and named streets named after all these Confederate soldiers. And my statement was basically just saying Basically, in, you know, and to shorten it up, I was comparing Hitler to the Confederate army. And if they are the same or people making a suggestion that they are the same, why are Confederate actions that are treasonous getting recognition? It's just another argument that all that shit should be torn down. I mean, this is not even up for a grab. This is not even good. You know, yes, I get it. You're going to have the same reaction. There are people that, you know, they carry the swastika and walk around here looking like little Adolfs and all that dumb shit. Yeah, you're going to have those people. But when you have the names of Confederate soldiers or personnel on official buildings, named on official streets, highways, and whatnot. That's that's a whole different. You got you got Stone Mountain Park where they got a whole slab on the side of a mountain of these Confederate soldiers. I mean, that's that is. That's bullshit. I mean, I don't know how to put it. But for me to be suspended, I, you know, 
I, I just don't get it. And like I said, the irony is that I got that bullshit off of Facebook. So they suspend my account for posting something that I pretty much lifted off of somebody else. So, I, you know, I don't you know, I don't know if they actually caught it or if there was a complaint. I don't I mean, I don't know if there's a way I can find that out. If it is, please, somebody let me know. But to my understanding, I guess they were trolling themselves. And I guess my understanding that when you use images or the word Hitler, guess like guess like just like you use the word nigger or any other derogatory statement, I guess a red flag just, you know, comes up. Kind of remind me of those Jason Bourne movies when they said, you know, conversation with Black Briar or Treadstone was mentioned. Or I guess if you have conversations where if you say words in a certain sequence in regards to some type of government official, because I ain't going to say it because my fucking electricity in my home might go out. Or there's certain books that if you check out from the library, they automatically, a red flag is raised. So I guess me mentioning the word Hitler and Confederacy all in the same sentence, I guess that triggered the Facebook posse to shut me down. So again, you know, I would apologize because it, it never fails. It's like, I had to keep reminding myself that I couldn't post anything because the way I use Facebook from time to time, I'll just go through checking on um, comments that people make. Cause I, I try to, you know, I try to stay up to date with information, expressing my views, my opinions. So pretty much, Every so often I'll get on there and I'll hear, you know, read comments and try to answer questions. Some of them, most of them, you know, I, it's a lot of stuff that I say that people just flat out agree with. And then, you know, their comments, you know, I which I encourage all the time. I love to hear the comments, even when they are brilliant and when they are the most stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. But even then, some stuff, you know. I'll do my best to try to correct or if I see a pattern, then I might say to myself, okay, they must be getting, you know, the wrong concept as to what I'm trying to express. Whereas at the same time, I'm thinking, let me take the time to express, hey, this is what I meant. Now, sometimes it's just flat out just some dumb shit. But at the same time, I welcome the dumb shit, especially like there are certain groups that I'm a part of. And when I make a comment about Democrats, it's like, oh, my God, you would think that I said there is no God. And the way these people come down to you cannot criticize Democrats, especially being black. And when you say that the Democrats aren't holding up to their bargain. Oh my God. Or when you try to get white people to kind of say 
you all need to hold each other accountable for some of the shit that's going on. Oh my gosh, you you should just it's like it's like the pitchforks and stones and wooden clubs are coming towards me then. But you know, hey, I ain't gonna lie. I love it. I love it all. I love it all. Now, another thing that's going on, I hate reports that are still saying that the Republicans are blocking the voting rights and they're making the Democrats look like they are the victims. How are you the victim when you are the majority of the Senate and the House? Republicans are simply voting along party lines, but somehow this is still preventing the Democrats from getting bills passed without some type of partisan measure. But you're you're the majority. You control the Senate and the House, but you can't get shit done. And the Republicans, whether they are in control or the minority, they still are running shit. How is this possible? How is this possible? How is it that Republicans or excuse me, the Democrats have not seen in the past when the Democrats controlled the House? Because I can remember there were times where the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate. And the Republicans still was holding shit up and the Democrats should have then taken notes because it's the same laws, the same rules. But for some reason, the Democrats don't enforce these laws to shut down the Republicans. When the Republicans are in control, they steamroll shit. Whereas when the Democrats are now in control, they they acting like I mean they acting like little bitches. How how is this? And my in fact, stop bitching when you're sitting here saying the Republicans are blocking it and you're making it look like you are you're the you you're the victim. And I'm I mean it's it's sickening. And then you got two of your own, uh, Christine Cinema. I don't know if I'm saying her right, her name right, the senator from Arizona, and Joe Manchin. You know, when you look at the shit that since, since the Democrats have supposedly gained control over the Senate, they have not been able to do nothing, absolutely nothing. When they ask Senator Cinnamon that, you know, why, why don't you want to do, do away with the filibuster? Because, of course, everything is centered around they got to get rid of the filibuster. And they have the power to do this. But you got, like I said, you got two individuals. And it's obvious. Find out what these two motherfuckers want. And kill the damn filibuster. It's obvious. They can be bought. But this this senator is 
claiming that she don't want to kill the bill or kill the filibuster because her concerns is that the GOP, if they gain control over the House, they just going to simply change everything back. I'm like, really, motherfucker? Is that what her problem is? So she is basically saying that because she's worried about something that might happen, she's not going to take action now. So hold up progress today because you're fearful of what could happen in the future. And you can take action to make things move forward to help people right now. But you don't want to do this because you are looking forward and backwards because you have this prediction, possible prediction, that the GOP can take over. And do what? Undo everything? They, isn't that what they do regardless? Isn't that what Joe Biden, his first day in office, where you saw him had a stack of legislation and bills that, that he was signing that was undoing everything Donald Trump had done? Isn't this what they do? Isn't that the, the spoils of winning the election? I mean, it, it, it is what it is. But in my opinion, this is a prime example of a Democrat or Democrats who are working for the Republicans. Does she not realize that they can get laws implemented that will be in place for 24 months. Well, I mean, let's shit. They done lost. What we? This is July, so they done lost basically six six months. But you know, from the from the time that the midterms take place, it would be roughly 24 months. And this 24 months, when these laws have been enacted, and the American people can see for themselves that this is what they want. And if they feel there's a threat to what they have received and what they want, then they can make the choice and go out and fight with their vote against anyone who threatens what they believe in. Isn't, isn't this the way it's supposed to be? But you're sitting there saying you're not going to vote for something simply because your enemy made you... You have a weapon that you can use against your enemy, but you won't even utilize it because you're afraid that if by chance your enemy gains power, they're going to use it against you. You're goddamn right. Why wouldn't they? I wouldn't expect nothing less of the GOP. But so you're basically saying for the next 24 months, you just going to sit on your hands and not do nothing? I mean, why is, it, why is it hard for the Democrats to realize that Christine Cinema and Joe Manchin basically are secret Republicans? They, they, they are playing 
in the middle. They are trying to waver because they they really, I think, really in their heart, they do believe that the GOP will take over. And they believe that if the GOP takes over, they will still be in that same spot. Let's say, let's say if the GOP gains one vote, and then I think if they gain one vote, I think they would gain control of the Senate. So Cinema and Mansion, they they can still keep the same position. Because if one Republican crosses over, then the Senate, the GOP Senate will be looking at the two Democrats to basically cater to what they want, cater to what they need to get them to get a majority. I don't I don't I don't understand why it's so hard for the Democrats to understand that these two senators have already structured some type of deal with the Republican. They already they when they knew that there was a possibility that the Democrats would gain control over the Senate. They already had it. If anything, if Georgia did not send two senators from the Democrat Party, they would have still been in the position, especially if you have basically moderate conservatives, um, the Mitt Romneys, uh, Olympia Snow, I forget the other um, senator, pretty much they they waver back and forth. They've made it known that they're not a fan of the new Republican Party. They're definitely not fans of Donald Trump, all this type of stuff. So pretty much they would they were in a position where they would have won no matter what. However, when the Democrats did gain control, they really, they really, their balls just quadrupled in size. And since since the the Senate um, started started back in January, they have not gotten shit done because of these two individuals. And then you also you got to take in consideration that. These two senators, they represent Arizona and West Virginia. These are two states that Trump either won or narrowly lost. And these are two states that are like on the state level, state house, state rep, all this type of stuff, are red Republican states. So they know that their seats can easily, easily be challenged. So they're, they're really, they're, they're just walking, they're walking on a thin line. So from that point, they know that if they go too far, despite the fact that they both were elected as Democrats, they both know that if they step too far over, they could easily 
be challenged. They can either be challenged by a Democrat and that Democrat then loses and a Republican can come in and sweep them right out of out of their um, positions. I mean, I do not understand why don't the Democrats play hardball with these individuals. There is something on this planet that those two individuals want or need for their states or for themselves that somebody in the Democrat Party can give them to get them to sway their votes. I, I, I just don't get it. One of the issues that I have with the media is they just continual focus on the wrongs of Donald Trump. You know, this constantly telling us he was corrupt. Okay, we get it. God damn, we get it. But what, do you, what, what can you do about it? You have done everything that you can to bring charges up on him. Now, here we got the attorney general in New York. The corporation has been indicted. Um, you got the, the CEO. He's been indicted. So now, are you trying to say that you, you got him on what? Yeah, you, you probably are going to get that CEO and pretty much, I don't even think you're going to get him. All you're going to do is probably find out that he didn't pay, I think it was like $1.7 million in taxes off gifts and things of this nature. So, I mean, you, you're going to be in court. You'll cut a deal that he'll pay. He'll pay 2.7, which for him is a drop in the bucket, or the Trump organization, they're, they're going to pay it for him for being loyal. I mean, I don't get it. You're wasting all this time trying to go after Trump. And I'm like, what's the purpose? Because you're, you're concerned that if you can get some type of conviction, you're going to sully his name. If you get some type of conviction, it's going to make him ineligible to run for office. Do they really believe that they're going to arrest and convict Donald Trump? There's so many people in between him and his signature and the actions that have taken place in his corporation. You, you, you won't be able to touch him. I, and I, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I mean, I, you know, it's just, you, you, you're a distraction because you're making people focus on this dumb shit with trying to convict him versus focusing on things like voting, the voting rights. And I keep saying it, the voting, voting restriction. Because I've said this before, 
What people fail to realize with this voting restriction is the start. See, people keep thinking that this is a people of color thing or they're, they're going to hinder black folks and brown folks from getting to the polls and all this type of shit. They don't realize it's slowly going to strip back layers. Next thing is going to be it's going to be women can't vote. Then the next thing is going to be you have to have a certain amount of resources. You have to be a high school graduate. Then from there, you have to have a college degree. And from there, you have to have all your taxes paid. You have to have all types of shit that to the point where it's going to go back to the original state of mind when voting took place. And it's going to be white land owning males, which basically, you know, if you want to translate, tra- translate that today, let's say you got to you got to have an income of mm, a quarter of a million. And you have to demonstrate that you have this access to these resources, whether it's just straight savings account, uh liquid assets, all all types of stuff. This is what's going to happen. So when you see people sitting there saying they're not concerned about it because they're not black or they're not brown or whatever, they don't understand. Eventually, they're going to get swallowed up in that process. And eventually, I I, I go as far as say in probably 10 years, voting is going to be Restricted. If, if, if nothing is done, voting is going to be restricted to white. And I shouldn't say white because they're there. They're, we got we got a few black billionaires, but it's going to be. And I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't go as far to say that if they didn't change it back to white landowners. But let's just say white. I would say men. Or women, I would even go say, you know, let's. Let's make it a let's put it a, a monetary amount. But that is what's coming to. I could easily see the monetary amount. You have to make a quarter of a million dollars to vote. And see, of course, you know, this this going to eliminate a whole, 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 whole bunch of people. And it's basically going to have people of wealth controlling the government. I mean, this is, you know, we, we talk about the George Washington, the Thomas Jefferson, all these guys. But this, I mean, think about it. Those were the individuals that not only was in office, but, you know, look at their status. Look at their pedigree. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not going to be a coincidence. It's, I mean, it's just I mean, how can people not see it? How can people not see it? I mean, you know, if you look at other factors that a lot of people don't realize that back in January, when the Democrats gained control of the Senate and the White House and the House, they basically had 24 months to show that they can stay in power, meaning basically had up to the midterms. What people fail to realize that the Republicans' tactic 
to dwindle as much time, waste as much time as possible so that nothing can get passed without their assistance. When Mitch McConnell said back in January that they're going to block everything that the Democrats propose, it's, it's almost the same concept that he said when Obama was president. Our goal is to make sure that Obama is a one-term pr president, meaning that anything, whether it's going to benefit the country or not, if he is behind it, we're going to reject it. That way, if they reject it, they block it, they hold it up, you cannot see that it will benefit you. There's no way you cannot say that a, a package that will add to the infrastructure, a trillion dollar package that will add to infrastructure throughout, throughout the country would stimulate the economy. If you just said, we're going to just pave roads, we're going to add reinforcement to bridges and whatnot. Shit, you just had the building in Miami. Half the shit fell down. You think that's the only one? If you had federal funding that just offered restructure of these buildings, that in itself, one, is it's a good thing to add reinforcement to these old ass bridges, paving these raggedy ass highways, but it would put people to work. People go to work, people make money. People make money, people go spend the money. You spend the money, I mean, come on. But what's so bad, they know this. They know that it will work. And of course, yeah, the Democrats pretty much have said, yeah, to fund this, we're going to take the money from the rich. Of course, that's, you know, that's, that's the Republicans' real constituents. They'll give a fuck about nobody that make below 100000 Their constituents are the wealthy, are the corporations. And Joe Biden and the Democrats, they're pretty much saying, okay, this package is needed. It's going to be successful. And they're like, okay, how are you going to pay for it? And people don't really, he's like, yeah, we're going to, you all going to pay. We're going to, your, your constituents, the rich, they're going to pay for it. I mean, but this is, this is the Republicans tactic because the Republicans know also this tactic will work. And you, you got Joe Manchin. He's like, I've been talking to Republicans and, you know, trying to get a bipartisan because he's talking that dumb shit. I want a bipartisan package. So he comes up with a package that he'd been listening to Republican senators, senators say they would probably agree with, you know, behind closed door. So he makes a proposal. He puts it out there and they throw that shit back in his face because they have no intention of supporting anything. He looked like a goddamn idiot trying to propose something to these Republicans. Mitch McConnell has flat out said, we are not going to recognize anything 
that this administration puts on the floor because it, it is our sole purpose for them to fail. You can't say you are successful if everything is blocked. And what's so shitty is that Republicans are going back to their constituents touting how successful the stimulus packages are, the jobs that is created, the money that are coming into their neighborhood. They are actually telling their constituents. And these, some of these motherfuckers actually voted against it. And they're going back telling their constituents how successful it is. And the Democrats, they just, you know, they're going on, you know, Rachel Maddow's show and CNN saying how disgusting these are. But who else going to know about this? I mean, how about putting billboards? I have a plane in the air saying Republicans didn't do shit. I have billboards saying your Republican, I mean, show, show their vote. Put, put billboards in the Republicans in their areas. Your senator, your House rep voted against this, but they are taking credit. Democrats don't think like that. They did, I mean, it's, it's, it's pathetic. It's, it's pathetic. Then, you know, talking about the voting situation. You know, this week, the Supreme Court, they held up the decision um, that was brought up to, the, um, to them from Arizona, questioning their tactics in regards to voting. And, of course, you know, it was 63. It was against um, the conservatives and the liberals of the Supreme Court. Pretty much, you know, they, they, they not, you know, bringing it before the Supreme Court. Now, basically, all this is done is basically solidify that Arizona, what they're doing, the bullshit that they're doing is right. That's all they've done. You know, this until the Democrats can get their two colleagues, Senator Sinema and Senator Manchin, to kill that filibuster, and they're going to do this all the way for the next 24 months or less than 24 months. And when it comes time for them to campaign, they literally are going to say, we didn't do shit. They're going to get up there and say, we tried, but they blocked everything. And you think, you think a voter wants to hear that bullshit? But yet you're sitting there going to say they held everything up that we were trying to do. So we couldn't get nothing done, but I want you to vote for me. Or this candidate is running against this Republican. We need for you to vote for him so that we can bring him to Washington so that we can continue allowing for the Republicans to eat our lunch so we can continue to allow for the Republicans to make us their bitch. Because that's all it is. Come support this Democrat candidate so that we can't get nothing done. 
That is how they're going to approach the midterms and they're going to lose. They're pro- they could possibly lose the House and they possibly can lose the Senate because they had two years controlling everything and they didn't get shit done. Nothing. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Last thing I wanted to address, the story about the young lady. Um, I cannot say her name. Her, her last name is Richardson. She's a track runner. Um, blonde hair and everything like that. Black woman. Um, she was disqualified because she tested positive for marijuana in her system. Uh, you know, and I, of course, I've seen the memes that they were trying to compare her situation to Michael Phelps and all this type of stuff like that, because that's what we that's what we do. Well, the, when the white man did it, blah, 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 blah. OK, what I loved about Miss Richardson is when I saw the interview. I love the fact that she did not try to place blame. She actually took full responsibility for her actions. She did say that, you know, when her mama passed away, which was recent, you know, she smoked marijuana to basically calm herself down, which, of course, in my opinion, I've never heard of a situation where marijuana makes you stronger or makes you faster. I just never heard anybody say that marijuana boosts your physical overall abilities. I just I just never heard that. However, this is. This is their law or they rule for the Olympic committee. They even say it doesn't matter what state you come from. This is our overall committee. What I love about her, like I said, she didn't place blame. She took full responsibility for her actions. She didn't join in with other black folks saying, yeah, they let this person do it and stuff like that. She didn't. She didn't do that. However, let me be clear. I do have one issue with her statement because she made the statement that because of her age, which is 21, that there will be several more opportunities for her to get, you know, Olympic gold particularly. And, you know, being a full-grown, mature man, it's important for Miss Richardson and other young people to understand that's not how the future works. First of all, the Olympics is every four years. Four years for an athlete, that's, that's the normal window. Anybody knows in the NFL, the average person stays in about four to five years. Baseball, basketball, this is the normal window. To stay in a track and field, yeah, you had you had those anomalies like Carl Lewis, um, Bolt. Yeah, there were some that had seven, ten-year stretches. But again, that they, that was freak of nature. But on average, you know, the the Olympics four years ago, the top, the top, I guess, gold, silver, and bronze winner. Are they even competing in this Olympics or, you know, 
I mean, I think she was slated to take the gold for the Americans, which I don't think that has happened in a while. So it, it shows you the difficulties of staying on top in this field. And what I would express to her is that you, you true, don't dwell on what is done because she still is believed that she got to serve a 30 day um, suspension. And it's believed that in those 30 days, she'll be back in time for the um, relay. But even that, she might have a good takeoff run or if she's pulling up the leg. What if one of the runners pulled their hamstring? What if they dropped the baton? What if, you know, you just, it's, it's, that's just not how life works. And she also has to understand there's another person that saw her run. There's a, there's a 18 year old kid that saw her run and they were motivated. And they're looking at everything she's doing, they're training like her. It's the same thing. You know, all these guys that wear number 23 in basketball. They looking at what Jordan was doing. They training like Jordan because their goal is that while they idolizing Jordan, they know they want that fame that Jordan has. And to surpass Jordan, they had to they had to beat him. And see, people don't understand Kobe Bryant was this person. You know, he he latched on to Jordan. He followed Jordan. The whole concept that Jordan was about, Kobe Bryant, he drank, he drank it all. And, you know, to say Kobe Bryant is Michael Jordan, you know, I mean, you can make the argument. You know, a lot of people are not going to let you have that. But him chasing Michael Jordan put him right up there. And it's the same thing. There's a young young woman right now that has been inspired by Richardson. And in four years, that same young woman might be the one that beat Richardson. So when somebody says things like she's going to get more opportunities, that's why she's not Concern, I get it. Like they say, you don't cry over spilt milk. But at the same time, you should be fueled by not passing up opportunities. Just like I tell people when I had my surgery and the surgery itself was about 12 hours. And then they had me in an induced coma for another 10, 12 hours. So basically, I was under for a day. I still feel that. I feel that I lost a day in my life. Though it took the losing that day to save my life, I still feel that I lost a day. It reminds me of when I was in the second grade and I was retained. I felt that they made me repeat another part of my life. And truth be told, until probably up to the age of 22, that was my sole mission, to try to either skip grades, try to finish college faster, which of course all I did was end up burning myself out, to gain that one year back. 
But as I've gotten older, I just realized it's, it's impossible to do it. But when it comes to my time, when it comes to my opportunities, anybody that know me, I do not waste it. So that's what I would say to Miss Richardson. Yeah, I get it. I love the fact that she didn't place blame, but she got to realize when you're saying that there will be more opportunities, so you're going to take things lightly, I would beg her, don't do that. Because as that August, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the um, playwriter's name. I can't even think of the name of the play. But all throughout the play, the guy kept saying, God is a motherfucker. All through the play. That was the whole concept line. Because you just don't know what tomorrow will bring. On that note, we're going to wrap this up. In this, uh, as always, I would love to hear your opinions. I would love the feedback. Um, I encourage you to follow There's a System to This Madness podcast on Facebook. Follow my page. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Please follow. I do my best to post the things that I talk about. In fact, I'm prone to post things first that I'm going to talk about. So, you know, it gives me an idea of your feelings, the directions that I should go in in regards to talk about certain things. But either way, in regards to the podcast, yes, you can leave your comments, your questions. Like I said, I listen. I listen to it all. I read it all. You know, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, I want it all. I want to hear it all. But until then, please stay safe. Contrary to what they are telling people, keep them damn mask on when you go into major public areas. Uh, despite being double vaccinated, I still wear my mask when I'm in unfamiliar places. Because, again, you just don't know. Every, every damn day they're talking about there's another variant of this virus. But anyway, until then, stay safe. God bless. You all take care. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to There's a System to This Madness podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe. To continue the discussion that we had today, make sure to check out our Facebook page. See y'all next week.